Hello and welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace and Braintree. I'm Simone de Rochefort from Polygon.com, and I'm joined today by Christina Warren, Senior Tech Correspondent at Mashable.com, and Brianna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat. And this is episode 69! <laughs> Woo! Oh... <laughs> Oh, not even one second into the show this week. I so had to. I had to get it you out. You had there. to make it weird. And oh my I mean, God. oh wow! Speaking we, of making it weird, I was going to say, let's segue. Come on, let's do it. That was a skillful one. Uh, we have T-shirts now. If yes. you go to teespring.com, that's t-e-e spring.com/slash make it weird, you'll find <laughs> the rocket T-shirt. It is so good. It is so good. Like they brought in a professional graphic designer it's and it is amazing. so good. It is gorgeous. It is beautiful. Oh as God. soon as like I love there was a design with just the rocket and I was like that's awesome and then as soon as I brought in the 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 make it weird font on the the t-shirt <laughs> with the little rocket coming out of the D, heh, I was like, "Yes, this is the shirt. I am yep. I am putting my support 100% behind this." And y'all I'm are getting so a deal cuz I was going to say the shirt should be $3,000. I proposed this to Mike. Uh and I was <laughs> You did. I, you did. I, I saw the slack and, and 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 you were rebuffed. You were brutally rebuffed in the mm-hmm. words of, of 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 Clueless's own Cher Horowitz. Yeah, so y'all are getting a really sweet deal on this shirt. It is $23 <laughs> instead of the 3,000 that it is actually worth. Brianna, you were with me, right? I think it's worth $3,000. No, I'm right there with you. Thank you. I think this is your catchphrase. And it is. What what makes it worth $3,000 is it gives you carte blanche to make it weird throughout your life. All the time. So you can say stuff like, terminate it in my mouth, and no (laughs) one can say anything. (laughs) Yeah, you just point to your (laughs) chest and be like, look, it's right there. There we go. Right. (laughs) Eyes down here, guys. I'm making it weird. (laughs) <laughs> and I mean, for for the time that I spent looking at color swatches that were copy pasted into Slack by Mike, you know, today, <laughs> like that was valuable yep. time, hard work on my part. Um, so, yes, this shirt is worth a lot in just emotional <laughs> currency, money currency, um, and it's only available until May 18th. So you're going to hear me pimping it out for the next two weeks, this episode <laughs> and next episode. Episode 70, not as exciting as episode 69. I see. Episode 69 plus one. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Everyone I see at WWDC wearing this shirt, I will go buy a drink for you at the bar. Maybe not, but I will definitely take a selfie with you. (laughs) We can sit down and chat. No, most definitely. Most definitely. Honestly, I'll say this. If I see anybody in the the wild, whether it's a WWC or another conference or or anything else, if you're wearing and making a weird shirt in the wild, I will totally buy you a drink. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, actually, I'm going to make that promise as well. Don't Excellent. seek me out, but like if I find you. <laughs> so, 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 what was what, what, what we're basically saying to you guys, especially those of you who might live in the New York area where drinks can be expensive, is that buying a shirt, which is not three thousand dollars, but twenty three dollars, buying a shirt basically means you're getting like a your money back. If you, if you, you are, you're going to get your money back because possibly we're buy even more, possibly even more. Um, so. <gasps> I'm very excited. I are we able to say like one of the colors is daring fireball gray? <laughs> like is that going to get totally us sued? Is. Because it no, really is sued. daring fireball gray. Like it's it's that exact color. It's it it is. It is. But I mean, yeah. it, okay. In fairness, 
I love John very, very much. He yes. does not own that hex code combination. <laughs> he does, does not. He? He did does we not. actually check? He does not. I, I did actually. He does not have the trademark over that collar. Now, some companies do. Uh, T-Mobile has a certain trademark over their brand of magenta. And Barbie oh Pink God. is an actual thing. But cool. John, as I know, as of right now, and I just checked, Darian Fireball Gray is not a thing. So until it is, sorry, not sorry. It's yeah. Rocket yeah. Gray now. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it is Rocket Purple. Okay, right. yes. We have Rocket Purple. Then there is a bright blue option. Then there are two grays, the Daring Fireball Gray and a lighter gray, um, which I quite like. There was red, I like but I vetoed them. it. Anyway, yeah. we'll stop talking yeah. about the shirts now. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. every episode of Rocket will now just be 69 plus whatever episode it is. So yeah. 69 plus <laughs> 2 <laughs> plus 3, et cetera. I'm That's not going to let – until we get to episode 420 – Everything will change. And then it'll be 420, you know, 421 blunts. It'll just, we'll, we'll just do, do, we'll count that way. So yeah, it's, it's 69 plus whatever for now until eternity. That's absolutely accurate. So who wants to get into some wild speculation? I, I love this. This is the best kind of Apple journalism. Yeah. So. <laughs> After this, we're going to look at some patent rumors and talk about that. Well, oh, it's going to be a look. In, but, but, but in fairness, in fairness to us, okay, first of all, it's been a really slow news week. Oh, very um, true. On the, and I say this as someone who my actual job is a tech journalist, and it's been slow, you guys. It's been you slow You are looking for the news hell. every day. I mean, well, and I've had other things to do, and so I haven't been, like, that bothered by it. But, like, it's one of those things I'm like, really? There's there not a lot going on? Like, I reported on, speaking of trademarks, I reported on, like, Apple losing a, a trademark ruling in in China over some company that's actually, like, a pirate leather goods company that now <laughs> owns the trademark for iPhone in China on leather goods. Anyway, <sighs> the fact that I had time to do deep reporting on that <laughs> says a lot about everything, about the state of, of, of the news this week. So... I mean, why not bring more um, iPhone 7 rumors that contradict things and, and iOS 10 rumors and, and Mac OS rumors and other rumors? Why not just like make it a bonanza of things that we hope will happen in the next couple of months rather than, you know, any hard news or, or, or things like that? Why not? Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally want to get into the wish list. So let's start, I guess, by talking about iOS 10. Uh, so I think one of the, what they've been saying on Mac rumors uh, is mostly focused around music, Apple Music being updated and possibly photos being updated kind of in relation to the I, the iPhone 7 plus maybe having two cameras. Right. Uh, so there'd be like more granular photo editing options like for brightening up specific areas by touch. Um, the Apple Music stuff I'm actually kind of excited about as a person who still uses that app. A lot of it's just kind too. of like... I do too. Shrug, I love it. duh. Should we talk have about that you first? noticed how many video game tracks they have in there? Like, I'm, I'm yeah. really surprised by that. Like, it's Final Fantasy, it's EA, it's Mass Effect. Like, they have a really solid they do. video game music they have a library. Solid video game music library, and the acapella library is getting better. It, it's still not as robust as Spotify's because, but but I think they signed licensing agreements with most of the same, like I guess, uh, like wholesale licensors that, that do stuff for for Spotify for some of the bigger acapella. Um, All right, I'm labels. already learning stuff because I did not know that there was acapella music on Apple Music. 
it, it is. Here's the problem. You, it's hard to find. In fairness, it's hard to find on Spotify too. On Spotify, though, I am able to maintain a public playlist with almost ten thousand tracks, and and that that right now is to the best of my knowledge, it's about ninety percent of all acapella music on Spotify. Oh uh, maybe closer to ninety five percent. It's it's my life's work. I'm proud of it. Thank you. Um, there's a lot of dupes. I need to go back through and try to unduplicate stuff, but it's impossible to do in Spotify itself. So I have to use like a, a metadata editor and then anyway it's a whole thing you guys That's anyway it, it is a nightmare anyway the whole but anyway well, i mean this is what happens when you have a playlist that has literally nine thousand something tracks but um <laughs> oh my god christina wow no she's and, gotta you know have what? her sing-alongs brie Here, okay. here's the thing okay. props to spotify for actually having a service that can support that many <laughs> <laughs> tracks in a playlist for real that's actually uh, not I, i'm not even joking um but yeah but but a number of things like they're usually sometimes they're in the vocal category on itunes it's always been difficult to find acapella music because sometimes they are in vocal but sometimes they'll put them in pop or rock or whatever things and so it's hard to find unless you, you really need to know the name of the artist and that can even be different too because sometimes they'll submit under different names or slightly different spellings and things will get confused but um yeah uh, there's a lot of non-typical music that's finding its way into Apple Music. Um, but the rumors that, that, that Mac rumors and 9to5Mac especially kind of posited is that they're going to be doing a whole overhaul of the music app, um, you know, kind of in response to some things people have said. And and I, I to me, somebody who, you know, what how I'm kind of reading this is that this isn't that they're killing iTunes because I don't think that's happening. But I think that this is like what a lot of us have asked for for a long time, which is we should have a separate music app or, or at least a, a more focused music experience rather than trying to like, you know, shove it all in, in iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. iTunes has been bloatware for a long, for a time. long time. Yeah. Oh, cries, wow. a, cries a river. So the, the rumors about Apple music, the, the app or the iOS app redesign have been that they're simplifying the interface a lot and making it, um, just easier to navigate in a way, possibly mm-hmm. replacing the new tab with browse, which makes sense because that's literally what it is. And then having the for you stuff in its own section and then adding more 3D touch functions, which I'm all yeah. about because I'm still trying to train myself to use freaking 3D touch. But there are no rumors about them changing the connect uh, feature at all, which is something that I don't think I have used since we were like testing the apps to talk about it on the show which yeah. again was a year ago. I'm pretty sure was that a year ago. Yeah, I mean it, it, it was it was June. Um, so it, you know I don't. I'm just open up Connect for like the first time, and it's funny. I see that I see it from Drake and and Radiohead posted something, and and, and Zane Lowe does things. Um, it, there are bands bands that I follow because I've apparently bought things from them over the years. Mm-hmm. So why is Train in my list? I don't really know, but it's oh, a God. weird thing where. Exactly. Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls is in, is in there too. So it's interesting. It, it's clearly a label-driven thing, and, and mm-hmm. some labels are really into it and some aren't. But it's um, I haven't seen anything from it basically since the beginning. My only notable experience with, with um, Apple Music's Connect was when uh, Ryan Adams um, debuted uh, his Bad Blood song off of oh, yeah. his 1989 cover album. I commented on it because it was before the album was released that the, sing- the that track was released on um, Apple Music on, on Connect, and I commented on it about saying this is the best thing ever. And and of course my username for that is film underscore girl. 
And a, a guy that I dated in college, <gasps> who I still talk to sometimes, saw that oh comment. God. And we bonded over, you don't understand, we bonded over Ryan Adams in college. Oh like, my gosh. He was one of our shared loves. So he saw that and texted me and it was like, imagine what happens when I see this. <laughs> and ah. I'm like, yeah, that was, and it was kind of a, a weird moment where like a comment I left on one of those things was 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 seen by someone that that, that, that I once loved. Small, <laughs> many, world. many, many years ago. Um, and, and of course, it was about Ryan Adams. Uh, I had a similar experience just now when I opened up Connect and saw that there was an Instagram post from Linkin Park in it. Yes, I just saw that too. I just saw the Linkin Park one. Which Why do we both follow Linkin Park? Because we both bought Linkin Park over the years, Simone. Oh, this God. is our secret shame. Okay. Now we can own Fair. it. Uh, I, f- I do not own Linkin Park, so I feel I feel You are better than all like of us. I, that was the, a good the mashup call. album with Jay Z was really good. Collision That's Course. True. That was That's a really true. good album. So I wanna get I I wanna get a little okay. wild. What do you what feature do you think would should be added to Apple Music? And if we're getting super, super wild, what feature do you think it could add to like kill Spotify dead in the night? Like in a world well, where Apple I, I Music, I feel like I have could to say, Spotify has just very generously uh, added relay programming. So I That's don't want true. Spotify dead. Well, well, we Spotify's love Spotify. Not, well, Spotify's not going to die because so, they have a right. free option. Yeah, like, absolutely. Let's be very real. Spotify has a free option, and 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 so that's always going to be something difficult to do. I'll tell you what would make me happy would be having the ability to um, share playlists publicly and find yep. other people's playlists. Yes, that because would be mine too. to me. Um, Look, I think that the social component, Apple's always had kind of a mixed record with that. I mean, we're, 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 make, we're kind of making fun of Connect here and, and, and the fact that that's not really getting a lot of engagement. You can even look at those posts. You know, it, it's, you know, some, some things like, like a new Radiohead track from Pitchfork has 83 hearts and four comments and, and 12 shares, and that was posted a day ago. There's not a lot of engagement happening here. I think that's fair to say. Um, it, Ping was, was not a success. But I think one of the ways where, where Apple Music is really good is with its for you section, which is obviously um, you know recommended playlists and recommended artists, but also their curated playlists that th- both their music editors create and also that that some of their partners create. I think those things are actually really solid. Oh, I strongly disagree with you, Christina. Really? I think it is atrocious, and I think it's a huge step down from Beats. And I at least you know for I people often who feel- listen to music that isn't EDM. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't. I can't speak to EDM. I can't speak to EDM, but I can speak to other genres, and I do feel like sure. like some of their some of their stuff is really good. Like like you know, um, uh, some some of their some of their deep cuts for certain bands are kind of funny. Yeah, they and, and like this isn't actually a deep cut. They they do find some they do find occasional good stuff on there. And they I, do. I do they go do through their a list for that. And but I have to say, like I think the the main missing feature is the social aspect of it. Yeah, if I find I a really at. killer track on Apple Music, and let's be honest, for EDM more often than not, it's on Beatport. But let's say it's one of the you know one time in ten that you find it on Apple Music. It is impossible to share that on Twitter with yeah. a lot of people or put it on Facebook. I can't even put together a playlist well, of this, this is music my, that this I can is share I with other at. people. This yeah, is what I, this is what I was getting at. I yeah. like this is my point. I like some of the playlists that some of their people create. I, I can't speak to the EDM ones. I like a lot of the recommendations, but I also want to see playlists my friends make. I want to be able to yep. create my own playlist. I mean, one of the things that that I've talked to with other people about, like on Spotify, is I've literally discovered music 
you know, through playlists. You know, mm-hmm. you, you find playlists for certain things. You look up a song and maybe you find a playlist based around it and it has other stuff that you like too and then it becomes a whole thing. Or you can create playlists like my Spotify playlist for all, my, for all the acapella music on Spotify, right? Like that's something that I can then share with people on Twitter and they can subscribe to and, and, and get updated every time I add tracks to it. Um, the same thing was true for, for people who created really extensive playlists for like every song played on a TV show and then they add to it if those shows still air. Like that's really important stuff and I feel like you can create create playlists obviously when Apple Music and you can share them you can share the link but it's not discoverable you have to know that URL and 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 to your point Bree I feel like when I share sharing a track um you know on social should be better than it is I I understand that they can't do the full play because of that stuff but it should it should be better than what it is now and and that's what I would really hope for the service is is better social but but the big thing would be searchable and, and subscribable playlists, you know, from, from your friends or from other random strangers. Cause I feel like that's a killer feature Spotify has that, that frankly that RDO had even, you know, the, a lot of the, these other services have and, and not having it on Apple music feels like a real missed opportunity. I think, you know, with, with the New York times that the New York times writes a, a very viral article, it has stuff in that, you know, the, the back end that they spent $150 million making that's stupid. Uh, but that will let you see X number of free, um, you know, stories a month is to kind of hook you in and get you to subscribe to the New York Times, which I do. What I would like to see with Apple Music is something like that, where it does let me share playlists from friends and they're like, oh, look at all this great music here. Maybe this is worth $10 a month versus, you know, YouTube Red. I also have to say, um, I don't know if YouTube run into this, but for me, all the really good EDM music is um, like exotic remixes and stuff like that. Like today when John Kasich dropped out of the race, uh, there was a... um, I, I had like this Justin Timberlake song and he had this, this remix uh, with basement jacks, which is awesome. And I was like playing that for my team. I originally went to go show that to them, like linking to it from Apple music and it won't let them do that. Like those songs are in my library. They've been uploaded. Those sharing features suck. And I, does that affect you guys any of the time? Cause it, it hits me a lot. It depends on the track because I, like you, I have a lot of stuff that I've downloaded over the years, purchased legally or illegally, um, or mm-hmm. purchased you know from iTunes, from Amazon, from any other service, ripped from my own CDs, uploaded uh, to iTunes Match that I still pay for. And some of that stuff, you're right, like it doesn't show up. Like I'll have, it, it, and that can make things complicated if you're trying to share a playlist because it first tries to find it in their catalog, and if the and if it's not there, it's not there. Um, but I haven't run into that as much. I have to say, um, sometimes though you're right because it does get fuzzy and, and and in fairness that's a that's a problem that happens on spotify too if mm-hmm. the the track that's in your local library is they try to match it fuzzily but oftentimes they can't and so it's a weird thing than if you share a playlist with someone um you know you try to find each of the, you i sometimes would like what'll happen on spotify for instance is i'll take an itunes playlist bring it into Spotify. And then if I try to open it on a computer where I don't have those files locally, I'll find out that those tracks aren't showing up. And then I have to search for different track, for search for the track names under different titles and other stuff to then add it to that playlist the correct way. So I, I mean, I run into that, I guess what I'm saying is I run into that equally, I guess, on both services. But hmm. Spotify has an overall bigger library, so they're probably a little bit better. Right. 
Well, I'm just saying this is where Apple can innovate. You know, yeah. this is the future of music, like, you know, a decade ago, like having all your songs with you was amazing. And today I think like that social, the breaking that social barrier and letting us share things more easily. I think that's what we're looking for. So um, I don't know. I think that's enough about Apple Music. What else are we, can we you talk about You know what I want to talk about is Braintree. Yeah, This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy mobile payments. Maybe you are working on the next Uber, Airbnb, or GitHub. Then why not use the same simple payment solution that helps them become what they are today? Braintree makes mobile payments so fast, easy, and seamless, it's almost magical. Add it to your app with just a few lines of code, and you're instantly ready to accept Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. And if some other way to pay comes along, Braintree will support that too. Braintree's fast payouts and continuous support mean you'll be always ready, whether you're earning your first dollar or your billionth. See fewer abandoned carts and more sales with Braintree's best-in-class mobile checkout experience. To check it out for yourself, visit braintreepayments.com rocket. Once again, that's braintreepayments.com rocket. Thank you so much to Braintree for your support of Rocket and Relay FM. Love them. Yes. So I am really excited to talk. Well, okay, I'm not like that excited. I was I was on my brain tree high, like, oh, it carried over. I am excited to talk about iOS 10. <laughs> so Sam Beckett made two really awesome videos, one of them with Vitici about uh Frederico Vitici about basically their iOS 10 wish list. Um there's some crossover between the videos, but both of them made me both really jealous of Sam Beckett's After Effects skills, but also right. like so good. such oh a God. beautiful fantasy of like things I didn't even know that I wanted from iOS 10. And one of those things uh, was 3D touch in the control center, which there's a whole video devoted just to that and I am going to put it in the show notes. It's so good. No, I'm so there for that because that's one of my favorite features of iOS 9.2 was the fact that, like, for instance, if you if you uh, do a 3D touch on settings, you can immediately go to Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, battery. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have that in the control center. I, I, I so agree with that. I think that that's, like, a genius, like, idea. Yeah, like, um, I wish I could – I should keep track of how many times I use the control center a day. But, like, that – I use it so much more than going back to my home screen and – uh, 3D touch pressing on settings. So, like, if there were more functionality in that, some of the things that they um, suggested would be moving around the toggles, like being able to rearrange yep. toggles and being able to substitute out toggles. Like, if you don't want I do not disturb to be there, you could swap it out with a calculator, or something. I don't know why you'd want that, but you know, you could. Well, calculator's <laughs> already there, but but you could you could you could or, uh, yeah, you know put another icon. You can also change the order, and and maybe you know if you wanted to add Tweetbot or, or have a pcalc instead of calculator. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that's probably never going to happen. Where they're going to let other apps have yeah, access, to the, control access center. to the control center. I, <laughs> I, I don't. I, right. I I think that there would be actually probably some some problems with that from an iOS standpoint. I think just the way that they let things run, I think the reason those core apps can do those some of those things is is some at least some of those features are, are built in, are into iOS because those apps are built-in apps. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I at least think the 3D touch stuff is interesting. And I think the rearranging stuff could be interesting. Yeah, and having so. more options, like having Night Shift in the control center was one of them, which would be super cool. I mean, I have it on a schedule, but if... It's, it's, it, it's uh, yeah, I mean, but it's in the control center. It's in the control center. Wait, Night Shift is? Yeah. Wait, 
Oh my god, it is. Okay, yeah. I'm a fool. About? It's in the, I was gonna say it's in the control center. I'm what are you a talking about? It's fool. right in the middle of the control center. I have so it. What are you talking on about? Even. Oh my god. I was gonna say, what are you talking about? Well, in fairness, there. No, there, there. Look, in fairness, there are a lot of people who don't know things like you know, like the stopwatch in the control center. The number of people that don't know that you can from the stopwatch go to your alarms. Like that's how I set my alarm every day. As I open up control center, I click the stopwatch and then I tab over to the alarm button. Like that's I do that. 5,000 times a day because I set a bunch of alarms. And and and, and you, uh, the number of people I've talked to who, like, don't know that you can do that, they're like, why isn't there an alarm shortcut? I'm like, uh, there is. It's the stopwatch, but there is. What I do want, my number one wish for iOS 10 is a different way, another way to switch between apps. I I was tweeting about this a while ago, but I somehow in, like, the last month have just become sick of double tapping the home button. And I know now because somebody told me on Twitter that there is a 3D touch option. Uh, there is. Pressing uh, on, but uh, I, it's uh, not what I want. It's not the thing that I want. So if you don't know, you can um, hold down long touch on the left side of the screen and open up the app it. switcher. But like what I want is not to scroll through all the 10,000 apps I have open because I always forgot to close my apps, but just to like pull up a almost something that would I imagine would look like my home screen, but with just the apps that I have open. Like I want there to be a gesture or something or a pull down um, like there is for control center and for the notification center. Like something like that would be my my dream. Yeah. I mean, they have that. I mean, I, I, I don't totally disagree with you, but I will say if you fall down from the top to do your search, um, you know, the Siri app suggestions, how that tends to work right now. I mean, sometimes it's time-based, but it tends to be the apps you use most frequently. So I know that's not ideal. but Not like, good if I'm enough, honest, Christina Warren. <laughs> I'm not saying it is. I'm saying, but I don't know about you guys. Maybe this is because I have so many apps. How I tend to open apps most of the time is pulling down from the top and, and searching and typing in yeah, like Spotlight. Yeah, that's definitely how I do it. That, that's how I, that's almost, I mean, there, except unless it's like on my home screen and certain apps, that's how I do almost all of my app opening is yep, by, by doing search. Not me. Well, I mean, if it's not one of the main, you know, like Twitter or something on my my home yeah. screen, that's always exactly. there. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's really well said. Um, you know, a, a Rocket listener uh, was listening to me critique 3D Touch the other day and reminded me of something I saw at WWDC last year, which is if you hold down, um, or what's this? Maybe it was at the iPhone announcement, but when you hold down in force press, when you're mm-hmm. entering text on screen, it'll shift yes. over to like a, a, a cursor. Yes. And I had seen that and I'd just forgotten about it. And oh my God, like that is the it's most the useful thing ever. Like I, 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 now I'm mad that it's not on my iPad Pro when I'm using it. So I, I think that I, I'm going to disagree, Simone, that I'm not positive they did it in After Effects. Like I was looking at it and it's the way they have the, the windows scaling and stuff in, you know, Vitici's, um, you know, iOS 10 video. It, I almost think that like they programmed some of this stuff in like an iOS app and, and recorded it. Like it just looks too much like iOS to fake it with After Effects, unless I'm just. I would not put it past them. I yeah, that is a, an option I had not considered, but I, I want to find out. We about should that. ask. Yeah, <laughs> we should ask. I my my my. My, my, my guess is that it was probably a combination of using, yeah, they probably did use Xcode, I'm guessing, to build some animation mm-hmm. stuff. But but I, yep. yeah, I mean, to, to build some interface builds. And there, I know there are a number of tools that will let you kind of um, uh, simulate, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, different iOS interactions. And so I wonder if that was used too, because, but yeah, I mean, I think it was probably a combination. But there was certainly a lot of motion graphics work. Can, can we take a second and like come 
back a second because I think we're assuming this is going to be called iOS 10. And, you know, something with the, I think this is going to happen to a lot of iOS products that this, this naming convention, like, you know, like the iPad, you know, they've kind of taken away the iPad, you know, whatever name. And I think the iPhone, you know, 7, mm-hmm. 7S, I think this is going to come to a point where it's a little awkward too. Do we think they're going to call it iOS 10 this time? Because I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Um, I don't think I mean, they'll I get, go past I, I, 10, but I think we'll have 10. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I feel like I could see them still calling it iOS 10. Um I don't know. I, I'm with you because it does get a certain point where you, you have too many numbers and you need to kind of reset. And, and, and that was one of the beautiful things about OS 10 was that for years they just kept it calling it OS 10, OS 10.1, yep. 10.2, yep. whatever. Where that then got weird, obviously, was when they got 10.11 and then, you know, 10.10 and then now 10.11. And, and so they started using code names instead. If they were going to do that, that would probably be what they would do. You know, the, for the last, you know, Mac has always had code names for, 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 or OS 10 rather has always had code names. And I guess Mac OS yep. back in the day did too, technically, but, but not, not public ones. So, you know, had all the big cats and, and now it's all the places in California. Um, <laughs> really pulling it, for OS 10 weed this year, Christina. Oh, like this, oh gonna my God. Year, it's going to happen. That's, I mean, it's Craig, happen. Craig, uh, that was one of Craig's best jokes ever. <laughs> oh. Um, I, I, I love that. No, but but so I, I, I wonder if they did change the naming convention. I don't think they would just call it iOS because you need to have mm. some sort of number there, um, at least for developers yeah. or for support purposes. But maybe they would move to a, a, a code name again because that's what Android does and it works really well. And, 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 and that's obviously what OS X has done historically. So I could see them doing that. Oh, that's the best but, speculation we could ever do is what are they going to name the next iOS after? Totally. Is, I lakes, would like to see them do in that. California? Like, they can't. They can't name it like it. I don't think places would really work because then I think that's confusing the message every year. With okay, is this oh like El Capitan and then you know iOS? Right, it have to be it have to be different. Like it's, yeah, it's exactly. got to be radically different. So they've done yeah. animals. They've done places in California. It could be fish. <laughs> okay, I'm out. <laughs> I tap out. I'm sorry. I'll leave it Bye. to the Bye, Simone. Bye, Bye, Simone. Simone. Yeah. Goodbye. It was really nice being on the show. Um, I'm glad I made it to 69. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it could no, be sad. Oh, I my mean, God. Think, you guys. You guys. Yeah, they could just what? name it after positions in the Kama Sutra. Oh, <laughs> Christina. You are the second to be fired from today's show. Oh, I like it. I like it. My hands, like... Be sure to mention that next time you interview Tim Cook. Oh, yeah, please do. (laughs) Completely beyond my control, my hands, like, went to Google and started typing in Kama Sutra position names. And I'm going to not do that right now because that'll be really distracting when we're having a professional tech show right now. (laughs) Professional, in quotation marks. Yeah. All right, so what's, what's on your wish list, Brianna? Beyond like the superficial, well, I don't mean to say superficial because I think like everything in that video is, is is critical, right? Like it's it's interface uh, enhancements, like moving stuff around. That's that's awesome. But um, you know, I I use my iPad Pro constantly. Like um, you know, we finished Rev sixty today, and I found myself last night that I needed to, I didn't want to pay, you know, a few hundred dollars for a track that was a very small thing. So I whipped out GarageBand and I whipped up a pretty decent, uh, you know, interstitial track right there and, and threw it together. So I use my iPad Pro 
all the freaking time in a production pipeline. I've been really impressed by the uh, reliability of apps talking to each other. You know, iOS used to not be able to do this. It works pretty well overall, but I would like to see that kind of integration pushed even further. Like I would like to see, you know, it's very frustrating that when I'm in um, GarageBand, I don't know if it's going to, it's like, okay, is this going to be able to talk to Dropbox? Am I going to have to email it to myself and get it back over there? I would like to see all of that simplified and more unified because the the interface itself is really a mess. Like you'll go to share something, you'll click more and you're like crossing your fingers. And you get lost the, in it. Yeah. Right. It's it's really not very elegant, I would it, say. It's not. It's not. I think part of the problem with that is that, I mean, there's a way you can toggle those things and you can make stuff show up and, and, and change the order. But the problem is, is that I think that it's it works probably fine for people who have, you know, probably 50 apps installed. Where it runs into problems is, is with your power users, people like you and I, who I think are probably the people who are most likely to use those features, who, you know, if you've got tons and tons of apps installed, then that whole area ends up getting really cluttered, um, whether you enable it or disable it or hide or remove things. And and, and I think you're right. And, and I also agree with you that, that how apps talk to one another, although it's greatly improved, there are still certain things where you don't know what options you have and where you can pick things and import things from. Um, one of my favorite things from from uh, from from the Mac Stories kind of like iOS 10 wish list was a Siri API. That's one mm-hmm. that, thing that I've yes. wanted for years. And and, yeah. and and I and what's interesting, I you know, for people who don't know the history of that app, and um, I do because I I actually reviewed that app when it was in beta. This is years before Apple bought it. Um, I'll never forget the the the, the guys you know that the created it sent me an iPod Touch with it installed because this was before you could get beta apps, you know, you you could do, you know, beta installs and it was before test flight and things like that even existed. So for me to be able to try this out, they had to send me an iPod touch with the app installed on it. Um, you know, it had an API and third parties could plug into it. And when Apple bought the the app and and then, you know, relaunched the service, um, a lot of the things from the original Siri went away and, and the API was a big part of that. And the third party integration was a big part of that. And at the time, uh, Apple kind of seemed to say, well, you know, um, we'll be bringing some of those things back and be doing partnerships. But, you know, you kind of understood if so many people are going to be using something that a they need to be sure that the partners they have have the you know uh, support to be able to support those queries because that's a concern right if, if you can't like say oh we want to be an api partner and then have you know a billion people potentially talking to to your stuff and it breaking down and and they also want to make sure that i guess that you know those those endpoints work correctly but i feel like and i i think the bigger reason was probably too that Apple was trying to figure out how its servers would work and 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 you know do the whole cloud based thing um, on that end and and just frankly didn't want to be bothered with like okay we've got enough with just the core functions we're doing we can't support other apps too um, but now that Siri has become such a, an important part I think of, of not just you know of all the OSs and 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 hopefully we'll see Siri come to OS ten uh, or, or Mac OS or whatever they call it. Um, you know, it's a big part of the Apple TV. It's a big part of the Apple Watch. Uh, it, it's obviously a big part of the iPhone. I think that it needs that an API. I think it needs that third-party um, integration. Because as we've talked about before, you know, I, I look at products like the Amazon Echo, and I look at Alexa, and Alexa is getting tons of partners all the time, and, and Alexa is also getting integrated in tons of places. And, and when I was writing my Apple Watch year one kind of uh, like look back, I was talking about the fact that I'm mad that I can't just use Siri to talk to my Apple Watch and say, open this, open that. Mm-hmm. And in the same and the same is true, honestly, on the iPhone, even though it's better and I can say, open this app and I can say to do certain stuff, I can't perform tasks in those apps. 
And they should have APIs that let me do that because voice ha- is, I think, becoming a, a real future, um, you know, interface thing. And, and they certainly have the success to do some of those things with with their accessibility projects, where you know things they do for 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 blind and 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 um, um, you know hard hard of seeing users. Um, I would love to see them open Siri up and make that even smarter so that you can query Siri for things in other apps and, and, and do that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, especially at the news that came out today from the the Siri team and what they're working on next. And, you know, I'd heard rumors about this from quite a long time, but like the, the thing they're working on now is where like there was a story in, uh, today where they're sitting there and they're, they just order a pizza and they say, Hey, order me a pizza, take this from it, add this to it, deliver it here. And like it figured all the details out and got it there. Like that's the way NLP is going. So Christina, I'm a thousand percent there with you. Like why there's no Siri API is just inexcusable at this point. And especially when you consider not, not only does the Siri team having their virtual assistant, but, but, but Facebook with, with, with M, which is in beta, and only available to, to I think people in, in Northern California is is ramping up too. You know there are a lot of these sorts of things, and and um, Apple needs to stay on the cutting edge of this, or, or at least stay abreast of this stuff if they want to continue to compete. Because everybody has, you know, there's Cortana, there's Alexa, there's Google Now. Literally everybody has an a, a, an assistant, and and they're and you're you're dead on. They're going into that, you know. Um, from you know answering certain queries to doing things for you mode and so to do that you do have to have an api yeah there's yep. so many like i can't tell you how many times and i've read all kinds of articles just about about how to use siri in the optimal way and there's so many times when i'll ask her something in what seems to be very simple natural speech and she just can't do it and it's very frustrating because i there i want to be able to use her more often but that it's mm-hmm. just not at the point right now where I can, which is kind of obnoxious, but there's so much potential. There is, especially since the voice recognition part of it has gotten so exactly. good. I mean, it, that that's the thing. For the first couple of years, I think, you know, there was kind of the joke, oh, she doesn't understand you, and, and that stuff hasn't happened. All the time, I wind up like it, like saying "Hey Siri" and then dictating something while I'm on a podcast or talking with people, and then I'll I'll be amazed by how much of my conversation is then translated perfectly while I'm talking without even realizing after I actually she can hear but she can't understand right and that's the thing it's like the voice recognition has gotten so good and it's like please just process that and and let's get this NLP stuff going. let's let's go to the next level let's have an API let's let the developers that that love and and you know use your platform let them take advantage of those things so that you know people can really start to have Mm -hmm. new ways of of communicating with their devices how likely do you think this rumor or how likely do you think it is that Apple would open up the Siri API again I think that they have to. I, I yeah. don't know how likely it is for it to happen at WWDC, but I think that they have to. I, I would say, though, I think that it's a strong possibility simply because we've seen how much Siri has become part of other products. Again, saying the Apple Watch and and um, the Apple mm-hmm. TV. And the Apple TV, I think, is, is the big one because they have opened up the API in some ways there. So it's not as open, but for instance, now, you know, the, the, the search stuff, like you can search for a TV show and it'll let you find out if it's another apps. And then when you're inside those apps, you can search, you can use Siri inside Apple TV apps. Mm-hmm. So they've had to do certain things on the Apple TV that to open Siri up a little bit. So I think that they're, they're moving in that direction. Um, but, but obviously, you know, their, their big platform, the platform that matters the most to them as a company is the iPhone. And, and so we need to see it on iOS. Yeah. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful world-class landing page. 
website, or online store. And you can start building your very own landing page, website, or online store today at squarespace.com. And you can enter offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, as you well know, is the easiest way to build your online home. They have easy-to-use tools and templates, and they help you bring to life this vision that you have in your mind of the perfect website, the website that you will be proud to put your name on, the website that you will be happy to sell your tawdry wares from, uh, the episode, episode website that you would be happy to display your art on or whatever it is that you do, you rocket listener. Uh, and it gives you all the power that you need to just build that and then take away takes away all the painful parts of building a website, like worrying about hosting or scaling or what happens if you run into a horrible, tangly problem. They, there's no problem with Squarespace because you can ask for help if you need it, and the templates are simple and lovely and fancy and easy enough that hopefully you won't run into problems at all. Brianna Wu herself has used Squarespace, and although... She's the sort of person who smashes problems with her her brain and her fists. Uh, <laughs> she enjoyed the process. <laughs> Tell us about it, Brianna Wu. Uh, it was great. Uh, you know, the thing that really struck me is how simple it was to get a credit card, like, wired into my site so I could make money. So, you know, like... I was sitting there and we were like, let's just make a joke site for, you know, isometric. So I gave him my credit card. We got Stripe enabled. And I literally had a website where we could sell people digital copies of a hand turkey Georgia Dalatron for, and people paid us $100 for that to the point where we priced it $100. We're like, we can't ethically accept this. So we like refunded their money, which was also easy through Squarespace. But yes, you can get your yourself into other ethical jams I have <laughs> just like that in about under 20 <laughs> what? what I have fantasies about doing that that you're like describing my dream because it's so easy you just like should we do that Simone should we like put your hand we keep for sale we keep saying yeah. we will and we never I feel like I don't have like an art piece that would be worth like putting on like not like the Georgia Dow hand turkey which is perfect of course um and it'll obviously have to wait until we're done selling our t-shirts but yeah i mean maybe there's something that i some i don't know you could have like my fingernail clippings or something i could sell those there are enough of them um <laughs> that's not creepy at all no that's great. i think that the yeah. listener that's what the listeners want but what the listeners want more than my fingernail clippings is a professionally designed website regardless of their skill level and that is what you can get if you use Squarespace. Um, you can, you can, if you have all the coding knowledges, you can totally bring that to Squarespace and make you uh, like customize your website with all the fancy bits that you know. Uh, and if you don't, it's just as easy to build a beautiful, professional-looking page. They're one of the most trusted and respected brands in the world. Millions of people use Squarespace. You know that is true. It is. I'm not. That was. That sounded sarcastic, but I actually was not being sarcastic. I do know, like. They are so hugely popular, and there's a reason for that, and it's because they're trusted and they're known. Um, 24-7 support with live chat and email, and uh, I always pimp out the cover page because I love the idea of just having a beautiful one-page website where you can, like, put what you're about. Like, it's so useful for just, like, 
your, of course, branded URL that is your name, which everyone needs to have in the year 2016. So please go to squarespace.com, check it out. If you sign up for a year, you get a free domain name, uh, which of course, will be your name for yourname.com. Their plans start at just $8 a month. So go there today, get that free trial with no credit card required, build that beautiful website, link me to your beautiful website, because I'm kind of curious about it. I want to see what you guys build. Uh, And then use offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. That way you show your support to us, you show your support to Relay FM, you show your support to Squarespace, and everyone is happy, especially you with your shiny new website, you villain. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank you so much, Squarespace, for supporting Rocket and Relay FM. Okay. (laughs) I feel feel every time you do an ad, I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat going, what wonderment will Simone bring us tonight? And you never disappoint. It's because... Never disappoint. I'm going to... You guys want to know why my ad reads actually are so ridiculous? It's because when we started Rocket and we started getting ads, Brianna Wu said to me, I don't like to just read the ad copy. I think that that is a little boring. (laughs) So, you know, if you want to spice it up a bit, go ahead. And I (laughs) go into panic mode. (laughs) I took that apparently to mean go 10,000 miles an hour (laughs) towards Punville. And, um... So really, Brianna is to credit for all the amazing ad reads that the show It's all thanks to me and my talent. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Simone, for making that. uh... So can we talk a little bit more, like the most exciting part, maybe I'm wrong about this, but for me, the most exciting part of WWDC is hardware announcements and hoping that they're going to announce hardware. So we know that uh, it's reasonable to guess at least that the iPhone 7 is not going to come out (laughs) at WWDC, which is a developer event. And, you know, they just came out with the, you know, updating the iPad Pro, Um, you know, but if you look at the hardware that's likely to be updated, the ones I would guess is... um, I think the Apple Watch, that's probably due for like a, a revision soon, but I don't think it's WWDC. No, but, no, no. Yeah. I think that's going to be that's gonna be September with the iPhone. Uh, yeah, it'll be thrown in there as yeah. like an extra. Will they announce um, any, they just like, update. Sorry. Will they announce maybe not a new Apple Watch, but updates to the Apple Watch, do you think? Or oh, will it- yeah. Watch OS. I'm sure, I'm sure the Watch OS 3 will be announced. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see Watch OS 3, you know, uh, this, look, I've... I, a new version of of of, of TVOS. I imagine all that stuff's going to get announced. But but from a hardware perspective, um, what are you thinking, Bree? Because they've already they just did. You know, the the MacBook got an update, and they just it's got to be uh, the Retina MacBook Pro. It's got to mm-hmm. be. Um, you and know, I hope like, the Mac Pro. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know the 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 Retina MacBook. I don't want to say it's it's an age design because it is a gorgeous extremely powerful machine. It's silent. I have mine from 2013 and it still runs Maya like a champ. Um, But I do think, I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, Tim Cook came out and was giving like all the financial information about Apple, uh, you know, we covered on last week's show and Mac sales were substantially down. They've gained yeah. market share, but they are down. They are down. Yeah. I, I would like to see like, yes, they can coast and keep the same form factor, 
But I would like to see some features like Touch ID brought to the Mac. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's it's past time for that. Um, I would like to see USB C on. I would the like MacBook to see USB C very very much. Um, yeah. Do you think you could get uh, a powerful enough charge to actually like charge it through USB C? I don't think that's so. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I would imagine would happen is they're not going to get rid of um, MagSafe because they'll have to keep effort for charging purposes, as you said. Um, but they will either um, and and I and I couldn't see them getting rid of the full size port because too many pros are going to rely on it. But I could see them taking the thumb. Thunderbolt port and turning that into USB-C that is backed by Thunderbolt 3. Mm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Because because that was one of my chief complaints about the new MacBook was that I really wish they'd gone with a Thunderbolt 3 USB-C design because Thunderbolt 3 has, you know, better bandwidth and whatnot. First of all, we don't have any Thunderbolt 3 Macs yet and but but Apple has already committed to the standards. So, you know, because it's something they co-developed with Intel. So, what if you have that with USB-C as your connector type? That would um, you know, let you maybe have a couple more ports. Yes, people are going to have to get dongles for their displays, but what else is new? This is the reality <laughs> that we live in. You just get in yep. it, it, it. You're going to do it. Um, it. But it would it would allow them to, to, to have that ability to then take, you know, basically do anything they wanted on it with, with those ports. They might even be able to do more of them than they typically do because on the on the 15-inch, um, there are, I'm checking, that's, it's two Thunderbolt ports. They might even be able to do like four. You know, I mean, I don't know if they would, but they could. Ooh, that's a lot of throughput, especially if they're going to do a, a 4K or Retina, um, you know, external display soon. I don't see, yeah. Uh, maybe not four. Well, actually, I think Thunderbolt 3 would let them do that. Maybe you wouldn't be able to have four connected at once, but but you could definitely you could definitely have that many ports. And But that actually brings up a great point. If they're going to do a 4K display, they've needed really to wait for Thunderbolt 3 to become a reality for that to, to really... Um, I think, well, there's been a lot of things holding up a, a 4K display. I think it's but. the GPU more than anything. I mean, they went from discrete to integrated. And you know, the reason I haven't updated my 2013 Mac is because it has a discrete GPU in it, which makes it much faster for everything. So No, totally. I mean, I think that's been part of it. I think it, part of the, the thing, too, is that they released that screen. Because a lot of people have 5K and 4K displays, and they work great with, with the MacBooks. Um you know, I th- think that with Apple has its own control timer with the iMac. There, there have always been some challenges, but I could see them wanting to make sure that they have things fast enough. You know, from from Thunderbolt that that it's not going to be you know anything slower than what people are used to. So I would expect that. Plus, I think the, I'm with you. Even though the design I think is classic and is really beautiful, they could make it more streamlined. And I would imagine they could take the same keyboard, maybe not the the same um, uh, the shallowness. Okay, so the travel might be different, but they would have the same size keycaps as what you have on the MacBook, which is also the same size as they have on the new um, Apple wireless keyboard. So you could add that. Um, obviously, you know, Force Touch uh, has been around for a while, um, but but you could maybe in bring in a a, you know, a touch ID sensor to that too. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's the GPU really needs to be beefed up. And I know Intel has really held back, um, you know, the, the logic board being upgraded, you know, and the truth is it's, I, I've talked about this on Rocket before, but when I go out to the store and I you know, speed test my 2013 Mac against any other one there, it's faster because they've prioritized battery mm-hmm. life. But it's it's really at a point where 
you know, if we're still not any faster from a processor point of view for Final Cut, for Logic, for, you know, I know a lot of people don't use Maya on a Mac, but we're a non-trivial amount of people. Like that is, mm-hmm. it, it's time to get more horsepower in these machines. So, so are we seeing Skylight I, coming to the Retina MacBook Pro? Yeah. 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 It's got to. It's got to. Last year when they updated the MacBook Pro, and it was weird, um, yeah, I, I think I reviewed it. Um, I might not have even reviewed it, I, but I was sent one. Um, I, but it, it was it was still Haswell, and, and it was one of those things where they updated the 15-inch, and you got the feeling that they had to release it because they needed to do an update, but they they, they knew that they wanted to, mm-hmm. to – they, they wished that it could have been Skylake. The Skylake just wasn't ready yet. Skylake literally didn't exist, and they were in a weird position where they had to just – they had to update the Mac. Um, so it was faster, but only no- nominally so. So last year's 15-inch MacBook Pro got almost no update. And so that's – I and I and I agree with you. I think when you look at um, sales, one of the reasons that Mac sales are down is because people who are looking to buy a Mac at more expensive ones – you know, it's hard. People like like you and I, like I also have a late 2013 15-inch MacBook Pro and I love it. But when I look at like what I can upgrade it with, like, you know, the performance increase isn't that much of a delta um, between what's available between the 2015 and what I have. And so I've been I've basically been waiting for a reason for, for me to be able to give them my money, you know? Yeah, same, same. So I mean, I think I, it's past time to see the Retina MacBook refreshed. And, you know, I we're probably not going to have time to touch on, you know, OS ten, but I would like to see, you know, Force Touch, um, I, I would like to see them implement this now that Force Touch is kind of standard in the MacBook and, yeah. you know, the Retina MacBook Pro. I'd like to see them implement that in stronger ways. As far as the Mac, uh, the Mac Pro itself, you know, This is a machine that it's funny when people criticize it for being a bad value because the GPUs that come inside of it, like the twin ones, if you look at how expensive they are, it really Mm -hmm. is like Apple selling you two key, uh, like extremely powerful, you know, GPUs and throwing in like a (laughs) a work computer for free. Like that is literally the truth. But at the same time, you know, I've priced this out and I've looked at it because we've been doing a lot of rendering and builds lately. I think it's very notable that my 2009 OctaCore Mac Pro is faster in most cases than an off-the-shelf Mac Pro today. And the reason is because a Mac Pro today, the four-core one that they sell for $2,000, Um, you know, that is prioritizing GPU power. So it's going to be great for ZBrush. It's going to be great for After Effects. It's going to be great for, you know, many things with, um, you know, Final Cut. And it's it's a machine that makes a lot of sense for that kind of professional. But as far as raw rendering CPU power, it's just not there. Um, you know, what's really interesting is uh, I took my Mac Pro apart this this week to put a bunch of new components in it. Um, that's not the way that the current Mac Pro is meant to be upgraded. Like the kind of see Thunderbolt is the way that they're doing yeah. that. So I would really like to see Apple you know, bring these same advances in Intel out to the Mac Pro and kind of make that worth people's while too. Because 
there's really, for people like me, there's no reason to buy a Mac Pro unless I go get the the 12 core model, which is, right. how much is that? $6,000 It's $6,000, yeah. yeah. I reviewed, when, when, when the Mac Pro came out, I actually reviewed the, the, the 8 core model, which I think for, for like kind of price value, I mean, as much mm-hmm. as you can say that it's a value, it was probably the sweet spot for a lot of people. And I think I, I, I reviewed the one with the, with the D700 cards. And um, so it was, you know, and it was a, an incredible machine. Um, to, to, to test and, and to play with. But yeah, I, I, th- I feel like, it, you know, it's been a year and a half um, since, uh, since the Mac Pro came out. You know, I think it's time for them. And it's been two years since they showed it off at the first, you know, at, at WWDC a number of years ago. So I, I, it's time, even if it's not, even if they're not making substantial changes for them to update, you know, the, the, the guts on the inside of the Mac Pro for sure. Definitely. Heck yeah. I think Mac Room, it's, this is kind of a jump back, but Mac rumors did say that uh, AMD and NVIDIA are introducing new GPU products. So the whole GPU upgrade issue on the, the Retina MacBook Pro perhaps has some foundation. Perhaps we'll see it. Should we, I mean, is there any, what, what, what do you, what are you guys most excited for? Like if you could pick one of the rumors we've talked about today, that could be true. What would it be? Either wishful thinking or realistic thinking. Retina MacBook all the way. Um, I also, we haven't really talked about this, but I've been waiting for a long time for Apple to bring out an update to the 27-inch ACD. Um, oh, I have yeah, two yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely. They've been workhorses, but at this point, they're, what, eight years old? Um, so uh, well, no, because they, they moved it to Thunderbolt, and so and they changed a little bit of things when they moved it to Thunderbolt. Yeah, so, so, it's, so, it's so, the same form factor. It's the same I, form factor. Oh, I yeah, agree. You're, you're, yeah. you're not wrong. It, it hasn't been eight years. It's been seven years, but but yeah, you're right. Um, it, it's uh, it's 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 time, yeah. um, and we need to have a 5K display. I mean, because the do. thing is, is that we a do. ton of people, you know, buy the Mac, the iMac, and the iMac is great. The 5K iMac is, is an amazing machine, but there are plenty of people who already have really powerful computers. They either need to use a, a laptop or they have a Mac Pro, and they want an Apple monitor. And yeah. it's really, it's shocking to me, frankly, that it's been this many years that they've been supporting 4K. You know, they've been supporting 4K since uh, I think the very first MacBook Pro Retina, right? And and you know, you, you re- people were, were already like, introducing features that way. And so it's been years now that people have literally been buying and that Apple sells 4K monitors on its website from other companies. And that's just insane to me. Like, mm-hmm. y- update the ACD, you know, up- update, update the, 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 you know, call it a, the Thunderbolt 3 display. I, I don't care. Call it the, 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 you know, 5K render display, whatever. But it's time for that to get an upgrade because it's, it, that was especially notable when I reviewed the, um, the, the Mac Pro what was so funny about that and gosh has it actually been two and a half years since the mac pro came out i i can't even remember it, it um, debuted yeah yeah it's, it's been it's been so it's two and a half years old so it debuted three years ago gosh um time flies um <laughs> but the the i the, the the challenge was um you know it's trying it with multiple 4k monitors and so i had companies send them to me because you know apple sent me a cinema display to, to review with it but then i i had to order from uh uh, sharp and, and from somebody else got me a, a 4K display that I could use so I could daisy chain them and, and, and test stuff out. And that was so funny that I, I, you know, had this amazing machine that I had to, you know, literally order and, and reach out to other companies to send me 4K displays so I could test the stuff out. Ugh, because I would make one. What about you, Simone? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm mostly interested in iOS overhaul stuff. Those videos got me really excited. So... That's, I think, what I'm pumped for. 
I mean, I don't know if Final Cut is ever going to be able to run on the iPad Pro, but Motion is way overdue for an upgrade. Logic, Logic could use, you know, it could use an update. Final Cut, you know, um, I, I think it's really notable. Apple used to have Soundtrack Pro, which was a really, 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 really good audio editing program. And they have Logic, but it's really built more for whole music production versus editing individual sound waves. So there's not really solid software on Mac for that. So, I mean, there's, you know, WWDC is always aimed towards developers. And there's a lot of technical stuff like frameworks and everything, but it's also a chance to really show what they're working on for professionals because the iOS events are really geared more towards normal people. So I'd really like to see them, you know, bring this forward. Yeah. Shall we move into the dessert of the day? (laughs) (laughs) So it could be all about your adventure this week. Uh, Uh, It could be about that, but something more important happened. And that thing is that Channing Tatum today, Facebook live streamed (laughs) that they're doing a Magic Mike live show in Las Vegas. And this is my formal announcement that I am going to Las Vegas. Magic Mike yep, 2 was probably the best film that will come out during our lifetimes or any lifetime. It was such a good movie. It was everything Pitch Perfect 2 should have been but wasn't. That's so true. And so Channing Tatum is not going to be in the Magic Mike live show, but you know that he'll make at least one appearance. You know if, he yeah, will. If he doesn't like show up on opening night to like give the ladies what for, I will be shocked. But he did introduce his cast of dancers in the Facebook video that he posted. Um, so basically, they're opening like a ladies club in Las Vegas. I'm so happy. I love it. I'm just so happy. This is between between this and Britney Spears's, um, you know, um, a, a extended stay or whatever. Like, I just need to to get a bunch of us together. And I just want to spend a long time. It's been like a week in Vegas. A playground for I me. And like, I have never wanted oh to go to God. Vegas before. Like that is not my scene. But now it but, is. But but Channing Tatum. I mean, my, my, how can we turn on Magic Mike? I can't. I literally can't. Like I would try, <laughs> I'm so and then I would just start stumbling over my words, and then tears would roll down my face, and then I would like oh start crying blood <laughs> because I can't Simone, like possibly refuse. I, I I can't. I can't stop. I mean, I can stop. You, I just have to stop refusing. What I can't believe about him is he seems like such a nice person. And then yeah. you read the Sony emails that get leaked about him, and like, genuinely being nice to people. Yes. Like, he's, like, literally, like, replied. love him so much more. He's just, like, well, a, and those, a beautiful, simple-hearted bro who is, he just wants happiness in life. Well, he wants happiness, and he's a good dancer. I loved the Step Up movies. I've been, I loved him since Step Up, and and he's just so great. I mean, he met his wife on that <sighs> movie. Like, that's amazing. Like, you know oh. what I mean? Like, I love his whole thing. And Magic Mike, both of the films were really good, right? The first one was directed by one of my favorite directors ever Steven Soderbergh but the sequel was just this great like road trip film you know it's just amazing the dancing's unbelievable I I went with a a, a bunch of my girlfriends and uh, we had like the best time and it was funny we saw it like a few weeks after Magic Mike 2 came out and we saw it at a theater in Chelsea on like a Thursday night right so you're not thinking that it'll be busy the show was sold out. Oh my god! And it was all like it, this was like three weeks into its run, and like literally, we're all like cheering and, and hooting and hollering in the theater on like a Thursday night in Chelsea. Like, <laughs> there, that shows like the the power of that movie, mm-hmm. the fact that like it, it still pulls people in. And I bet the Vegas show is going to do incredible. Yeah. Magic Mike I, One I, I is your like introspective kind of sad character piece. Magic Mike Two <laughs> is your just Las so Vegas live show. 
Uh, did, it was, but it's road, road trips basically through Atlanta, you know, because uh. of, of uh, I mean, they're, they're, they, they're not really in Atlanta proper. Where are they going? They're going from like Florida to to South Carolina, but like yeah. they filmed almost all of it in Georgia because of the tax credits. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I, I know this because I'm from Georgia and I could like recognize places. But yeah, you know, it's just like the best road trip film ever. Mm-hmm. It's just so oh, good. I totally recommend it. I remember my husband. I was like, oh, I want to go see Magic Mike. He's like, what's that about? I'm like, it's about a ma- magician. <laughs> <laughs> this could be great, Frank. You should come see this with me. It'll be wonderful. He can come um, to the live show with you. So so while I'm happy about Magic Mike, Simone, like your life is literally the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you, I hate I I have very rarely felt anger and jealousy towards you, but when you're just like casually usually dropping I'm so into pathetic, rocket right? chat today. <laughs> but now no, I'm knocking it's it out like, of the park. Okay, I'll let, I'll let you tell them. Let me tell you a story happened. of uh, oh. how oh. true luck oh. came into my life. Oh. I, so I was on Slack, the Vox Media Slack the other day, and somebody popped into the New York room and was like, hey, my friend has three tickets to Hamilton, and one of her friends can't make it. Who wants them? And I literally, oh. I, I didn't have my phone on me at the time. I put down my, 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 my computer and I sprinted to my phone and I picked up that phone and I texted the number that he posted in the Slack and was like, hello, can I have that ticket? And that's how I ended up going to see Hamilton oh, last Friday. amazing. Um, oh. So you went last Friday? Yes, I went on Friday. It was uh, my my friend, my, my friend Allie won the lottery on Friday. <gasps> what? She was there? She was, she was at that show. She was there. She she was there in the front row. Oh my god! I was on the I was on the upper mezzanine. So it's I was you know above everyone, but it was like a perfect view. I was pretty close to like the the edge of the balcony, so I could just see everything and see into the wings, which is oh that's so cool. One of my favorite things about going to to theater, being able to see like people where they go oh it's so wonderful and it was just as good as i had hoped and i cried about as much as i suspected i would what did Allie think of it oh she loved it she thought it was great she was she was super stoked i was super i i can't believe i know someone who won the hamilton lottery i know oh my god oh my god i i she is awesome like as a writer i just love her style like it's so punchy and funny like it's like yes every time you read a piece by her it's like reading something from your best friend like it's totally did she write about seeing hamilton because i'm gonna look that up right now because she should have she did not she should have but she did not oh my god I, I just, I can't even believe it's most. It's like your life is just like, oh, I'm working at Polygon. Oh, I just got free Hamilton tickets. <laughs> it like, wasn't free. I did oh, pay I just for can't it. Even... But okay, I, I, but I was still, first in line to still, buy that ticket at a normal price, not a ridiculous inflated one. Not, 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 not an inflated price, which is what we were all planning to do. So... So Bree, Bree, I guess the Hamilton fund is just down to you and I now. We'll we'll figure something out. We'll figure, we'll figure something, something out, out so because everybody, if you were listening to Rocket and you're wondering, like, what are we all talking about? I found it the other day, like, because my husband was like, "What's this Hamilton thing everyone is talking about?" Uh, the entire soundtrack is on Apple Music, so you can just yeah. like stream it, no problem. Sure is. Like, if that first track so, doesn't grab you and make you go, "Oh my God, this is awesome!" Like something's wrong with I, you. I can't help you. Yeah. Yeah. I I can vouch for that because I listen to Hamilton in the shower and sing along with oh. it by, via Apple Music more often than I should really? admit. <laughs> I want to hear Simone rapping Hamilton. That would make me very That's happy. Every day for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. 
go. That's going to be like part of our bonus content, right? For the oh my god, that'll be our bonus content for for our special yeah. show for uh, our, our members only show. Which actually is a good time for me to remind everyone that uh, if you are a, a member of the I, I memberful, it bleh, there is Relay FM membership where you can like become a like gold sponsor, silver sponsor of shows, and then you get super awesome extra stuff on Relay's anniversary, which is actually coming up. So we should nail down what we're doing for that. But yeah, I know I feel so, so lucky to have seen it. And um, we're we're getting drunk and we are getting an we argument are. with material about Android versus Apple. Oh, yeah. And that was it is going to be awesome. And, 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 oh and Simone will drunkenly rap Hamilton. Yep, that's that's it. And you have to be a member to hear that. That's so my contribution. That's going to happen. All right, we should wrap yeah, up. All right. So what are you up to this week, Bree? I finished my game. I finished it. I finished it. We You're finished free. the PC version. I'm so proud of you. Oh, God. Now I just have to market this mofo. But Ugh. we got that out, and we got the, the iOS version is right behind it. So I, I have to tell you, like, the original Rev60 was good, but the colors of it sucked because we had to throw out all of our light maps. So when you play it now, like it's going to hurt your eyeballs yes. because the colors are so vibrant and bright. And in a in an industry where if you play Call of Duty, like the primary color is brown and the primary <laughs> color of Assassin's Creed is brown. And it's just when you go for this hyper-realistic art style, like that is the tone that that is overall. And it's this beautiful like blood dragon like world where everything is dark and there are neon colors everywhere. And we got light bloom working. So like you'll see the characters in some of the shots. And it's like uh, Battlestar Galactica when Six would be on the Cylon base star and like half of her face would be blown out with light bloom. Like that's what the game looks like now. And we're going to ship it and I'm going to be free and I'm going to take some time off. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just going to buy a trip to you know Marseille and France. Las or Vegas. Just, like, we're chanting what, Tatum's live Vegas show Or whatever we're going to do. But I'm going to write a ridiculously large check to go somewhere and take some time off. That so makes me that think That is of, what I'm up to. There were a couple companies uh, on April Fool's Day that did this where they would, I think it was Deus Ex. They released like this mock mm-hmm. screenshot of Deus Ex and all like pink and purple and all these bright colors. It's like a quote unquote <laughs> April Fool's joke, what if we did this? And it's like, that would be cool. That looks really cool. That thing that you did there, that looks unique and cool. Is that the joke? Is that there's a colorful (laughs) video game? I guess so. Yeah, we need more of those. And I'm so excited and proud of you. And I can't wait for you to go to France forever and buy a castle from my dad. I'm going to do, my retirement dream is to buy, like castles in France are not that expensive. So my retirement dream is to buy a castle in France and turn it into a homeless shelter for puppies and then to get like a a four wheeler and then make it look like a train and then drive around the homeless puppies all day. That's such a, that is what I want to do in retirement. Beautiful fantasy. Christina, what are you up to this week? Yeah. Not a ton, you guys. Like I'm trying to think like not, I mean, I'm like. Rewatching news radio on my Apple <gasps> TV. It's, it's my so favorite good. show ever. So good. It's such a good show, and I haven't seen it in years. And 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 so I'm, or probably a year, not years, probably a year. So I'm doing my annual rewatch of that. Um, yeah, you know, just usual stuff at work. Uh, like I said before, it's been kind of a slow tech week, but I've been doing some other things and uh, just chilling out. Awesome. Uh, I I feel like it's kind of the I mean the same for me. I have a bunch of videos and stuff going on. 
Uh, we're vaguely prepping for E3. That'll be very exciting. Um, and Polygon's actually hiring a new video manager, or video manager, video editor right now to work underneath me and be my underling if you are a listener who is interested in that sort <laughs> nice. of thing. Nice. Um, That's like a dream job, like working get, with, you, with Simone DeRoche. Working Roche. underneath oh, like, Simone DeRoche. It's what I've yeah. wanted my whole life, yeah. but I've never managed to be that flexible. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Simone, you can say stuff like that all the time if you just buy the t-shirt. <laughs> you just buy the t-shirt. Teespring.com slash make it weird. Just it's do yourself a favor. It's happening yep. now. Uh, right. Yeah, that's what I'm up to. I, I have a buttload of work. So, um, yeah, it's fun. And I'm happy. Uh, thanks for listening to this. Where can we find you online? <laughs> Space Cat Gal. Space Cat Gal on Twitter. Christina. Film underscore girl. And I'm on Twitter at Doom Quasar. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you liked it, uh, please rate it on iTunes. We super duper appreciate it. This episode is terminated. 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 Terminated.